Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. This is our number two of Oilers Now. It is 108 in Edmonton. And Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Now in British Columbia. To go along with Alberta, Saskatchewan, and B.C., don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location, digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can reach us on a River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. You can text us at 780-496-0063 on our new Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors has more for your floor. We're on Twitter at Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Tweet Brendan at Brendan Escott. Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. And you can tweet Spec at Sportsnet Spec, and he probably won't block you. Never uh, know. Never know. Well, on a good day. Some guests on Oilers now receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South Downtown Northside and Sherwood Park locations. It is Mark Spector. It is a Tuesday. Sportsnet Spec. For the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, presenting live standard bread racing Friday and Saturday at Century Mile. Post time is 7.15. All right, all right, all right, Mark. As promised, there's a text that made me chuckle. And it comes to us from Dan. Hey, Bob and Speck. Just wanted to send out, I really hope we don't get Steve Kazari as an official. That guy is so against the oil that he could lead the next Greta Thunberg protest. Ain't saying, just saying. Thanks. You guys are great. See, I don't mind a combination of like that. Like, that's an effective use of... Uh, yeah, that's a good analogy. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's good wordplay. Yeah, there you go. Referees tonight, Chris Schlenker and Danny O'Rourke. Uh, Bob uh, from Oilers GM and Mark, uh, Ken Holland should have traded Yesipul Yarvi for Ro- Robbie Fabry, knowing what Detroit gave up to get him. Della Rose, that trade could have uh, been had, and Fabry would have helped the middle six. Was Della Rose, was it Fabry for Della Rose? Was that the trade? Uh, I thought so, was it? Mm-hmm. I think so. Okay. Uh, anyhow. I would have speaking of trade. trade, speaking of trade, yes. the Edmonton Oilers recalled Caleb Jones yeah. after, you know, basically person getting in for a couple games. Uh, and then Carolina recalls Julian Goche. Julian Goche has been linked to Edmonton in yes, a Poliarvi discussions. Coincidence or circumstance that Goche gets the recall for Carolina to play tonight in Edmonton? Oh, that's a good question. It has been done before where two GMs talk, go, well, look, bring the kid up. I want to see him play. Not that often. Usually the other GM would say, he's in the minors. Go see him play. Send your pro scouts down. Go to Charlotte and watch the kid play yourself. (laughs) Yeah. So do you think New Jersey's gone to Ken Holland and said, hey, we want to see Caleb Jones play? Uh, oh, dear me. I don't know. There again, like if you haven't seen him play enough in Bakersfield, sure, maybe. Yeah. You're throwing, now we're going all the way to Taylor Hall here. We're going conspiracy theorists. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Well, we've had it all. I mean, the, uh, you know. We, Taylor Hall's not coming here. He's not coming here. 
My opinion, no chance. No chance? That's what I think. Yeah. Well, I, I would say, you know, I'd say there might be some... Here's the thing. I put a tweet out yesterday. I can't see... Well, there's no way they're trading Broberg or Bouchard. If it was me, I wouldn't trade Yamamoto either because I kind of want to see what this guy does. Pull Yarby, it's a given. You're going to move him? Sure. Is New Jersey going to get a better player than that? Than Pull, Pull Yarby? Dude. Who, yes. else, who else is going to trade him a top 10 pick? Well... Who cares that he's a top ten pick? Like Colorado's not trading Bowen Byram. No, okay, fair enough. Who's the better player, but, Paul Yarby or Tyson Jost? For the sake of argument, if Colorado was prepared. Uh, well, Tyson Jost has proven that he can play in the NHL on the long term, so I guess it's Tyson Jost. I'm not, you know, so yeah, Tyson Jost is a better player. Uh, would, would Paul Yarby's numbers not be comparable to Tyson Jost? Uh, sure. Okay. Sure. I mean, that's... Tyson Jones. I just think Taylor, Tyson Taylor Hall's going to command, uh, uh, you know, a pretty good prospect. How good? Well, it depends. It's going to depend how which draft pick it how comes of, with. How good of a prospect was Brandstrom? Was by all accounts a very an excellent, prospect. but not an A plus. He's he's an A or yeah, B plus prospect. Good defenseman who can really play, or so they hope. He's in the minors. That's right. On Ottawa. <laughs> yes, he is. Okay. Sure. So this is going to be intriguing to see what happens here with New Jersey. I had some people suggest to me they thought they could see Hall being moved uh, before Christmas. Uh, others said, well, they've they fired the coach. They've played that bullet. So maybe they're, like somebody said, well, maybe they're trying to create a little bit more positive environment and get Hall. I mean, and, and money-wise, nobody, like New Jersey's got as much as anybody moving forward to get Hall signed. But it's just well, a, like, what's Hall going to cost, Bob? Well, uh, he's not had a great year. He's starting to play better over the last three or four games. What's he going to cost? Like, when you resign him this summer is what I'm saying. Yeah. What's he going to cost? Give me a number. Why don't we ask our listeners to text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780 He's a heart, very recent heart trophy winner. What would you – Mark Stone got 9.85 million times eight years. Yeah. Does Hall get that? Hall starts with nine, I think. You think you? he starts with nine? Yeah. Okay. So now... If that's we, that's going to be hard for Edmonton to do oh, at nine. The Oilers can't have three players that earn 30 million bucks between them. That's Toronto's trying that. How's it going for them? You know, you can't. I, the Oilers can't afford yeah. Taylor Hall. Gary Bettman, by the way, mentioning today that the cap could go up to $84, $85 million okay. next year. Could, but, but they're always... You never know. And then after the next year after that, it's supposed to jump. Great. Right. But jump how much? What if Hall did a one-year bridge? Hall's not doing a one-year bridge. He's not going to do the Marion Hosa? Dude, you're a UFA. You've been waiting your whole career to be a UFA. You get to pick wherever you want to go. It's the biggest contract you're ever going to sign in your life. I'm not saying he has to sign for eight years. He might sign somewhere for four, but he'd be insane to sign Fearless for one. Fred has texted the show, not that fearless Fred, uh, to say eight and a half million in Edmonton, ten elsewhere. And I'm like, well, why would he take? Usually it's, it's the other way around, Bob. Well, I, <laughs> can you, can you, can, I have mean, you been outside hypo- lately? <laughs> hypothetically, can the orders, I mean, can the orders pay him more than Leon Dreisaitl at this stage? Well, there's, they can't, af- does, I mean, first of all, that's whatever. I mean, Leon signed his deal. He signed it. He's, that's his deal. See, but I don't think you could have three players that make what what McDavid and Drysdale make. There's 21 million between them, and they're a bargain. Like that's a nobody has more 
two more player for less money than Oilers have with those two guys. Like that is. Oh, what about Colorado? Sitting there, I mean, McKinnon's at like 6.3. He's a pretty good player. Yeah, okay. He's right there with. In He's fact, I, a lot of guys would probably rather have McKinnon than Drysaddle just because of the explosiveness and the skating. Mm. Sure. You know what? We can have that conversation. I'll give you that. But the point I'm trying to make is, in a roundabout way, that they're you got a great deal with what you're paying. Drysdale and McDavid as an entry. They're the top two leading scorers in the league. Uh, all you're going to do is screw up your the advantage you've gained there by going out and finding some guy that makes another nine or nine and a half. That's trying to build a team around Drysdale and McDavid of smart, lesser salaried players than Taylor Hall. Don't forget, the Oilers have got to get uh, this summer. Uh, they have to get Darnell Nurse signed to a long-term extension. Uh, and then... Eugene Hopkins coming up. I mean, those He's are two... He's an important player in his team. You saw what's happened to the power play when he wasn't on it. It just doesn't look as good, does no. it? No. Well, I mean, they are still at 32.5%. Uh, from uh, Val, from the high desert of northeast Colorado, Bob, they are trying to give the Russians the SMU death penalty. They're just not trying hard enough. Uh... <laughs> Bob, the Russians have been fixed jobbing American elections, 92, 96, 06, 08, 2012, 2018. Look up the Uranium One deal. Stinks. Not unlike SNC-Lavalin. Well, now I'm going to have to look up the Uranium One deal during the break. Uh... It is. We have. I tell you, we got educated. Mark, we got some really smart people that listen to the show. And if they knew how dumb you and me really were, they'd be really disappointed. <laughs> Self-deprecation. Nothing wrong with it. It's 117 at Edmonton. A quick update uh, when we get back for James H. Brown, injury lawyers on the Oilers' uh, injury report and that around the league with Brendan Escott and more with Sportsnet's Beck. Hi, this is Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30. Chad. Trip Tracy coming up, Carolina Hurricanes television analyst. All right, Trip Tracy, Jerry Melnick's favorite draft pick. Trip Tracy? Yeah, Jerry Melnick, the old Edmonton area scout for Philadelphia, drafted him. Uh, they drafted him the ninth round. Yeah, he's Trip a Tracy. Did Philadelphia. He's a good guy. And then they didn't invite him to camp. <laughs> Hey, you draft a kid and go, I was talking to Trip. He says, Bobby Clark, my agent phones. He says, ah, we're going to get you a great deal. He says, okay. <laughs> agent phones him back a couple hours. He says, yeah, I was talking to Clarky. He says, you know, you got a good education in school, kid. You should probably go use it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just stole one of his stories. <laughs> to the owners now, injury report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. What do you got, Brendan? All right. Well, there was, when I looked this morning, two names on the shelf for the Hurricanes. But if Nekash is uh, sliding in there, then it's just Eric Halla who's been sidelined since mid-November with a knee injury. For the Oilers, Matt Benning remains on IR, recovering from a concussion. Brandon Manning, day-to-day with a hand injury. Uh, yes, Matt Benning, a very underrated uh, player for the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club. Two are Ashley Fine Floors. Text line 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors has more for your floor. Bob, not very smart, but policed open, really? Mix in a little journey and sticks. We we, we actually have a lot of journey on this show, Steve. Uh, the Chisler, uh, as 
It's real name is Steve. Uh, any chance Koskinen at a four to five ratio right now instead of a three to five ratio? We'll get Spec to listen to that. Russians question mark. Bob, yes, he is a distant memory. Hall moves after the new year, mirrors the stone deal, bank on it. And Bob, is it true you were once the strongest, fastest, and most accurate at the Stony Plain Skills Competition recently? And why did Spec block me on Twitter? That one comes to us from the Chiseler. The Stony Plain Skills Competition. He's what? he's it's his ongoing joke about held in the Stony Plain Bar. Is that the skills we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All I know is I made you look like a pile on a lot over yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> My goodness me, I was old, fat, and slow, but still faster than you. <laughs> so, so speaking of fast, fast. Th- uh, hey, Spec, I'm going to throw a curveball at you here. All right, let's do it. So, McDavid and Dreisaitl. Yep. Do you stick with them in overtime? Well, you stick with them. Of course you do. Do you stick with them together? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I do. I do, but I think what I stick with them uh, is with a much shorter shift length. Okay. You know, I think what we're seeing is that, you know, they won their first. So, I did the story today and talked to all the principals. Okay. They've been into overtime. I would, for the record, I would stick with them, but the question has oh, been asked. So. No, no, I'd stick with them, but they've been in overtime eight times this year. Yep. Uh, three of them have gone to shootout. Five have been settled. They won their first two, but they lost their last three, Bob. And McDavid and Dreisaitl are on the ice in the last two losses. And I think what we've seen is this playing them out there for a two-minute shift, and they're conserving energy and all of that stuff. The other teams are kind of figuring it out. I think what's happening is they're defending Drysaddle and McDavid for, you know, 55 seconds, like Buffalo did, and I'm not saying that they're tiring them out, but let's face it, you've been on the ice for a minute, yeah. and then they send fresh troops over the board, and now that advantage you had with McDavid's speed and Drysaddle's speed is probably gone, because it's fresh against not fresh. So, I think you need to get another unit going here, Bob, and they need to take normal shifts, not two-minute shifts. What do you yeah. think? Well, I think that's a completely fair assessment. Um, you know what? Um, I I get pretty jacked up watching those guys three-on-three. Three. I mean, they were misfiring all game against Buffalo. They didn't have a good night. They overpassed the puck in the first period. Uh, that said, Leon missed a wraparound first minute of the game. And sometimes when things like that yeah, go, whatever. it's sure. a different hockey game. And he game. made a great play when he, that backhand off the post was right. a really strong right. play. So, but it doesn't matter. They go in overtime, Dreisaitl gives the puck up and, twice, and that just kills you. And, you can't give that puck and up. And they're a little – I won't say they're cheating, so I'll use the word speculating. They speculate <laughs> a bit on offense, and so sometimes they end up giving up some – you like that term? Speculating. I won't say they're cheating, so I'll use the term speculating. Actually, that's like a Serge that Lajoie term. Okay. Uh, from but don't you think, Bob, that, like, give me McDavid and Drysaddle for minutes one, three, and five of overtime. Sure. And give me some other guys. Oh, I have, I have the other ten. And do, four. Do you want to hear the other the other th- trio? Sure. Nurse, Bear. And Nugent Hopkins. And Nugent Hopkins. Sure. Two D and one forward. I'm fine with that. I, that, I would go. I'm fine with that. that. And those would be my six guys that I would use. Sure. You know, I was talking to a player yesterday, and I, I said, what – most teams, what do they have? He goes, most teams will have three units for overtime. Sure. I said, what does your team have? We talk about the orders. He says, I don't know, one and a half. <laughs> Not in a critical way, but that's smart. Like, that's what they have. They have one and a half. Right. Right? They got McDavid and Clefbaum and Dreisaitl and no one else. And I think that what happens, like any any scheme in any sport, the other coaches, it was working. 
so the other coaches have it figured out. And now you don't you don't see it turn into that slingshot game where it's just two on one versus two on one versus. It's become more defensive this year. Well, it's become more defensive after the first two games when Drysaddle and McDavid skated everybody into the ground and won on two on ones. So the other teams scout it and they go, okay, we're not doing that. Tip said yesterday, Dave Tippett, he says, we're really good at that game that goes back and forth that everyone wants to watch. He says, when it slows down, we're not near as good. And the other, I'm here to tell you, Bob, from here on in this season in overtime, the opposition will slow the game down. No one's playing dry saddles and McDavid's game with them. Why would you? Terps is Texas to say second group going in OT should be Nurse Baranuge. I agree. Bob, what about going and getting Galchenyuk? Sounds like he might be available. Eh. Eh. Forget it. Uh, Fraser says, I would quick change them if they would lose the first draw. Well, they won the first draw against Buffalo. They, they had puck, puck was a, They turned the puck, puck away twice. But that's a fair, that's not a bad idea. Uh, this text comes in saying, anybody trying to throw Smith under the bus for the last game knows absolutely nothing about Golden and Clueless. Well, neither you or me were throwing Mike Smith under the bus. We're, come on. I mean, Mike's had some tough starts. The last game was not tough. Uh, Bob, NHL on Sirius XM saying McKinnon's better than McDavid. Completely crazy. McDavid has almost as many points at McKinnon in less than three seasons. People in recency bias. I expect a huge game tonight from 97 and 29. They must be upset with their recent slump and in the plus minus. That one comes to us from Mitch out of St. Albert. Okay. I expect that. You know what? Here's the thing. This game in past years would concern me against Carolina. Quiet team comes in. They can skate. They're not an aggressive, but the Oilers are a quicker team than they've been. Yeah. Uh, the Oilers' top guys have been split up. They know they need to play better. And as good as Carolina's defense, and they got this is a good team. Like they're good in virtually good every team. statistical yep. category. But for whatever reason, Edmonton has matched up well against this division. And I, I, I don't believe we're going to see a repeat of the 7-4 game that was in here last year, which was, you know, Edmonton was down 6-1 after one in that game. Right. I think what you do for sure have is a very attentive Oilers team right now. They've not, you know, the search is on for a consistent performance, right? They're, they're you know, everyone's been talking about it now for about three weeks. This win one, lose one, win one, lose one, it's not good enough. And we're, we're trying to find our way out. And when you look at how they played against Ottawa, then they came back for a concerted effort against L.A. Boring, ugly game, but they won it. Road uh, game. Didn't like 20 of the 40 minutes against Buffalo, like the back 40. I yeah. mean, Buffalo had 10 shots on goal the last two periods right. combined. Uh, so the, what you won't get, Bob, tonight is an Oilers team that's just floating around going, ah, this will be easy. No, no, they're ready to play. I'm not saying Carolina can't beat you because they're good. Right. But you'll get a good game tonight. I'm looking forward to it. Mark, thanks for coming up. And just think, you get to get out of our nice, warm, and toasty booth. Yes, sir. <laughs> And uh, enjoy your lunch. I will for sure. Thanks, Bobby. All right. That is Mark Spector off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Trip Tracy, uh, Carolina Hurricane Television Analyst. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.